With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Your home for fantasy college football. Online at InThisLeague.com. Find the podcast on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Get in this podcast now with your hosts, Bogman and CFF Expert Plays. Welcome into episode 51 of the In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Scott Bogman. I am joined, as always, by only one of our guys this time. Blaze is at a work function. He cannot make it with us today. We're going to miss him long time. We love you long time, Blaze. We will see you next week. <laughs> uh, but it, with me, as always, is Mr. CFF, Blake Tipton. What's going on, Blake? Man, it's good. I finally have my computer back. I haven't had it since Saturday, actually. I was in the middle of watching games, and I found out my computer charger doesn't work. So I ordered one off the internet, got the wrong one. <laughs> Don't worry, Scro. Had to go oh buy another God. one. Long, long week, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, like I hate getting porn off of my phone. So I would be in <laughs> just a tough spot without my computer. Struggling. And my girlfriend's been away for a long time, so you know how I'm not just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Well, my girlfriend is my computer, so if you've ever heard Stranger Than Fiction. uh, Silicon Valley, man. Yeah, my computer, it really turns me on. That's an old song. There's no way you know anything about that. Nope, no idea. (laughs) But uh, how was your weekend? Arkansas wins. Big win. Man, beat the living out of Florida, it's always a good day when you beat an overranked Florida team. Always a good day. <laughs> ha ha, Colt Speedman, if you're listening <laughs> to this. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. Hopefully he listens and uh, and uh, gives you some feedback there. Yeah, my Longhorns beat Texas Tech, so that was I didn't get to watch any of it because I was at a baseball conference out here. Um, but uh, but that was a big big win. I got absolutely murdered in death roll. Here, I got a murder ball you. So oh, I am just out of the playoffs. There's no more fun for me to be had this year as far as my teams go. So, uh, I mean, I, I might be. I'm okay. I'm fifth, sixth in the Army League. So, but I'm not really that great in either of these. I think in the in the listener league, the playoffs are going. Obviously, I'm not involved in that. You've got from Ashy to Classy. Didn't he sweep us? Didn't he beat all three of us this year? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got one of the better teams in this league besides John Armstrong and the Canadian kid. So, yeah, he probably did sweep us. Yeah, we got John Armstrong versus Matt Thompson. We got the SCLSU Mud Dogs versus future show host James. We got the Canadian kid versus Blaze and Blake versus from Ashley to Classy. And I am eliminated along with Chris, Joel Sturgis, the goon, Taysom Hill, and Brandon Albaugh. All eliminated. So uh, we will have fun next year. There's a possibility that I could sneak into the Army League playoffs, but I need some help. I need Stevie or Jesse to lose. And I need uh, you to possibly lose, maybe, or Mayfield to <laughs> lose. I need some losers to happen. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I got – so I started Eric Dungy, who, of course, had a concussion. Uh, Leonard Fournette got nothing. But it all wouldn't have mattered because the guy I played scored 263 points. Jeez. So, Did he have Lamar Jackson? Uh, no, not even with Lamar Jackson. It's just wow. he didn't have one guy score like 80 points. Just everybody put up 30. Yeah, that was basically yeah. what it was. Even his defense, Tennessee defense, 29 and a half. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 37. Uh, Josh Atkinson, 35. James Washington, 35. Rodney Smith, 40. Uh, Jake, his kicker scored him 18. His low score <laughs> was Equinemius St. Brown from Notre Dame, who had 14 and a half. 
with 62 yards and a touchdown. So consistency across the board, man. Yeah, man. It's just, it killed me. So I am eliminated. Uh, uh, my, uh, LVP of the week was definitely Eric Dungey, James Connor, 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, oh, Keevan, yeah, James Conner screwed me too. I almost lost because of him. Keevan Lucas, no help. Uh, Noel Thomas played on Thursday and had 32 yards and a rush. Uh, you know, just, just, uh, Jamal Williams, no touchdowns, 92 yards on 25 carries. And, uh, you know, it's just, it wasn't my year. I did make the playoffs, so that was nice. I got my beak wet with that. Uh, I'm doing, uh, um, with our, of course, our, our awesome commissioner, Matt Kafka. I'm doing a college basketball league now, so that starts next week. So I'll still have some college stuff to go on, but, uh, unfortunately eliminated. So he still had a great second year though. I'd have to say yeah. it was a great second year. Yeah. Zay Jones, definitely a highlight. Keevan Lucas, uh, definitely a highlight, but Zay Jones is probably my MVP of my season this year. And, you know, Quentin Flowers is really good too, but he didn't play this week, so, you just, know, uh, wasn't in the cards. Editow and uh, Trent Taylor and Carlos Henderson have kind of dipped down a little bit. Zay Jones is definitely the number one receiver now. The only problem is he only he's only caught five touchdowns, which I it baffles me. He's caught 127 passes, <laughs> and only five of them have gone for a touchdown. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and he's getting like double triple cover too. I mean, it's just uh, oh, they're, yeah. they're short passes. You know, there that's hard to defend. And uh, I bet if you looked at his yak, it's not very high. So. It's about ten and a half yards. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's a big product of the system. But hey, remember that for next year going into uh, going the season. I don't know uh, if Zay Jones is going to be back or not. What he, year is gone. Zay Jones? He'll be a senior, so he's oh, going to okay. go to the NFL. So he's gone. He'll be and and he's a guy that'll also be drafted in like the fifth round. You know, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. But uh, I mean, depending on what he runs and how he performs and all that stuff. But I would just be more worried if he didn't get drafted at all. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that kind of stuff. Who was the kid from Baylor? Antoine Goodley. Who yep, didn't was, get touched. <laughs> yeah, he's been bounced around on practice squads and stuff. I think he's in Seattle now. So uh, it's uh, th- th- there's things like that. But, uh, you know, definitely my MVP this year. And Quentin Flowers is really good, too. And that's two guys that either may not get drafted and Quentin Flowers probably going to have to switch positions. So... Hey, go to Canadian League and ball out. Yeah, absolutely. But let's get into this news for the college football week. Week 11 already. Good Lord. Let's go. Trevor Knight, Chad Kelly, Brent Stock still all done for the season in one week. You know there's a dude out there carrying all three of those guys. Hey, I have Brent Stockstill in the Army League and in the Listener League, so I am screwed. Like, I really am, especially in the Listener League. Like, Brent, I was leaning on Brent Stockstill a lot along with my receivers, so I'm going to have to pick up someone. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. Chad Kelly, I mean, that might hurt his draft status with uh, the knee injury, too. That's going to be a while to recover from. Absolutely. I mean, you want to draft him because he has that mobility along with the arm strength, but with the knee injury, who knows if that mobility will be able to go into his NFL career. Right, and, and in the camps and stuff like that. He is a senior, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yes, he's definitely a senior. So he's he's going to have to go. So we'll see if he's uh, back for the combine or anything like that. Maybe Can't. private works out, workouts after that or something. I mean... It's going to be a little bit. He's so. not going to be able to do the senior bowl. Probably won't be able to do the combine. And that's what hurts your draft stock is not being able to show NFL teams what you can do on a, on a more personal level, you know, behind closed doors. Right. But at least he has the attitude about everything. So it's <laughs> He does be, have the attitude. It's going to be tough for him. Uh, Trevor Knight also heard, I believe that was a collarbone. I mean, just a rough week for quarterbacks. Yes. Definitely and, rough week. Right before playoffs, too. Right. And my guy Eric Dungey concussion versus Clemson. So we're going to see if he's going to be able to go this week. He may not be able to go, which affects at a towel and uh, Ishmael. So Irv Phillips. Uh, yeah. yeah, Irv Phillips. I mean, it, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one. And uh, Tommy Armstrong is going through concussion protocol. I mean, these quarterbacks are dropping like flies this week. 
and at the worst time possible. Uh, at least with Eric Dungey and Tommy Armstrong, there will be a status update. So they, they can start this week. But Trevor Knight, Chad Kelly, Brent Stockstill, drop them. They're done. They're done for the year. Torch. Torch. Ed Orgeron said, expect to see more Darius Geis versus Arkansas. And Leonard Fournette, not very successful against Alabama. But then again, who is? Um, right. I well, mean, I do – I have to say, Leonard Fournette, he struggled a lot against us last year. So I think Darius Geis, he might torch us. I'd be more worried about Geis than I would Fournette, honestly. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that... Uh, it's weird. I know it's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I promise I'm not trying to be a jerk, but we've seen Arkansas give up 500-plus rushing yards oh, yeah. in a game before. Oh, absolutely. So Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis should both have success against Arkansas this week. So it's definitely something that uh, – but, I mean, if you're in a pinch, you could start Geis. I mean, uh, Geis is startable could, this yeah. week, right? I think Geis is startable. Um, I mean, Arkansas does have a good defense. We held Florida, but Darius Geis and, and Leonard Fournette are – miles above any of Florida's running backs. I think you can start guys against us. I really do. How about these performances, by the way? Uh, Kyle Hicks had 195 total yards and five touchdowns versus Baylor. That's incredible. His draft stock has been just meteoric ever since the beginning of the season. Like I never even knew Kyle Hicks could be this good of a player, to be honest. Right, and he's one of those guys that uh, almost like DeAndre Washington – you know he's in he's mm-hmm. in that shotgun type system. Uh, he can catch. He can protect the passer. He can run. So he's uh, got the power. Yeah, he's got power. He. I mean, this is a deep, deep running back class anyway. But he's definitely going to move up some boards. Speaking of moving up some boards, Blake, Deontay <laughs> Foreman, three hundred and thirty-one rushing yards and three touchdowns. It was against Texas Tech, who gave up seven touchdowns to Kalen Balage. Earlier yeah. this year, but it's yeah. still 331 rushing yards. How, can you can we even quantify how wrong we were <laughs> about so wrong. Dante Foreman versus Chris Warren? Oh my gosh! So so wrong we were. It's it's, <laughs> uh, it's pretty incredible how wrong we were like, <laughs> about Deontay Foreman. But Deontay Foreman is the first thousand yard back since Jamal Charles, and he is also flying up draft boards too. So yes, it's gonna be. Yeah, he, I think I just saw Matt Miller's updated big board, and he's. I think he's in the first round. Is he really? I think he's top thirty-two. Yeah. Wow. the The big things I've seen is uh, Jared. Uh, what's his name? Jared Allen, not Jared Allen. Yes, uh, Jonathan Allen from Jonathan Alabama. Jonathan Allen from Alabama going one in a lot of boards, whereas Miles Garrett has been one the whole year. So uh, that that's interesting, but uh, yeah, Deontay Foreman sneaking in the first round. I love it. You kidding me? Hook him all over the place. I will be so (laughs) obnoxious if he goes in the first round. Uh, Some big time underclassmen declaring for the draft: Deshaun Washington, uh, Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, Wayne Gallman, Artavis Scott, and Alvin Kamara all going into the NFL draft. So enjoy them while you can. It's going to be big replacement time in Clemson, especially. Absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't expect, uh, I don't know, you know, honestly, I did expect all those Clemson players to go, but I didn't expect Alvin Kamara to go because Jalen Hurd's leaving the program. Alvin, Alvin Kamara could be a star in this Tennessee offense, but hey, I guess he wants to go to the NFL. Maybe he's got a good agent or something. Well, it could also be just he wants to get out of that situation. Yeah, know? that's yeah. I, I would agree with that too. <laughs> get out of the situation, get yourself some money. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... It's uh, it seems like it's been very, very rough there. Uh, we don't know what's going on. Like I said, I, I wish Tennessee the best. You know, I know I've been a Tennessee hater this year, but uh, I'm not I'm not against the program. I just kind of wish the fans would shut up a little bit about how good Tennessee is sometimes. But hey, they're braggadocious, you know, just like Alabama <laughs> fans, just like Texas fans. We're all annoying. So. Uh, At least Alabama, they actually can warrant the right, the right, braggadociousness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Alabama can back it up for sure. But uh, hopefully they, they get back on track or get a new coach, whatever they need to do to be successful because college football is better when Tennessee is good. So yeah. I will at least give you that. Um, the college football playoff rankings, um, why don't you tell us about that first update that they had? 
So the first three were, you know, normal. You got Bama at one, Clemson at two, and Michigan at three. I think that's what it was. Clemson two, Michigan three. It might have been uh, the other way around. But the the playoff committee decided uh, against putting Washington, who is undefeated, in, and instead they put in Texas A and M. Now. The reason they put Texas A&M, this is the exact reason what they told everyone, is that A&M's non-conference schedule is better. And l- let me tell you A&M's non-conference schedule. They beat UCLA, who is a <laughs> team this year, 31-24, to and then they played Prairie View, and they beat them 67 to nothing. <laughs> that is Texas A&M's non-conference schedule. God, I go to church every damn Sunday. you going to bring the demons out of me? Well, what did Washington play? Washington played Rutgers 48 to 13 and they played Idaho. Oh, Rutgers not good. Idaho's no. not good. No, and they played Portland State who's not good either. <laughs> but but A&M lost a game. All right. And I mean I know it was against Alabama, but it doesn't matter. They lost a football game. They don't have a perfect record whereas Washington does have a perfect record. They beat Utah who is a very good team. They beat Cal who is better than everyone thinks they are. They still have USC who is with Sam Darnold. They're a much better team now. Uh, and then they have to play Washington State. So if they win out, man, they should absolutely be number four, which they are now. They are number four now. But the fact that A&M surpassed them even for one week. And, you know, A&M deserved to lose that game just because they were number four, to be honest. <laughs> they deserved to lose that well, game. Well, I think they deserve to lose it in any case. But, <laughs> uh, but so you have, as of right now, it would be... It's Alabama. Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, and Washington because and then, A&M lost. And then it's, uh, I think it's Ohio State is five, Louisville is six, and then Wisconsin is seven. And really, if Washington loses, it's going to be a huge debate whether it's Ohio State or it's Louisville that gets in. And I think it's going to be Louisville. Let me ask you this. Um, Let's say Michigan loses to Ohio State. And it's a close, hard-fought game, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Would you give Ohio? Would you put in Ohio State ahead of Michigan, uh, ahead of Washington, then? And Michigan is still in ahead of Washington, also. If if Washington remains undefeated and Ohio State beats Michigan, then I don't think Michigan deserves to be in it because they they lost a game, and I know Ohio State lost a game too, and they lost. I mean, Penn State, eh, they're honestly not that bad of a team. They're six and two. Uh, I they lost to I think Wisconsin and uh, Michigan. Those are the only two teams they lost to. So I, I don't what's, know. It's, what's the um, what's the toughest team Washington played this year? Utah. Let me see. Yeah, Stanford. Probably. Utah, Stanford, and then they'll play Washington State. But I think Utah's a better team than Washington State. So, so Utah's probably the best team. Let, let me ask you: Is Washington better than Louisville right now? That's a tough question because I, I, I just I, whenever I see whenever someone asks me is one team better than the other I think all right if they played each other who would win that's that's my process and I think Louisville would be Washington honestly I mean I love Washington the whole team the defense is consistent the offense is completely balanced you know it's almost like it's too perfect whereas Louisville is just you know they're like Showtime man they're they're so much fun to watch. So I think Louisville is a little bit of a better team than Washington, but Louisville lost a game, and that's what it comes down to, I think, is that mm. they're, they lost a game. Washington hasn't lost a game. Washington deserves to go in. I just – I mean, th- this is what makes college football, right, is talking about oh, yeah. the rankings, the preseason polls, all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, college, college fantasy is fun, and uh, everything uh, – the bowl games, I love the bowl games. I love I'm, – I'm more bowls. I want bowls every day of the week for the rest of my life. I love <laughs> college football bowls. This is why I think that it everything needs to be expanded is because – Four teams, I mean, it builds for controversy for sure. But, I mean, if Michigan wins, I mean, you know, Michigan is in. It's it's over, Johnny, you know. Yeah, even, oh, yeah. Even if they lost the, the, the Big Ten title game, I think it's over. Michigan has to be in. But I find it tough to put in a Washington team over Louisville who lost their game on the road to Clemson. That is very, very tough for me because I feel like Louisville is a better team. Wouldn't this be better if we could play it out in eight teams? 
Oh yeah, or maybe sixteen. You know, oh, well, sixteen. I would, you know, <laughs> be my L all over the place. So, <laughs> I mean, I that would that would just uh, my head would explode. I would love that. That's that's the ultimate for me is sixteen. And then uh, the top four get a bye week. You know. Yeah, or even six, and the top two get a bye week. You right. Know what I that's, mean, that's a, that's a, I, I like that one a little bit better actually, because sixteen or uh, uh, fourteen eight. or whatever eight. Eight would be crazy, you know, because the number eight team is going to be someone that no one likes and, and they're going to beat the number one team. And then it's just going to be a show from there. Well, let me ask you this, though. Would you rather have Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Washington, Ohio State, Louisville, Wisconsin and A&M all make it? Or would you rather leave out Ohio State and Louisville? I don't want to I don't want to leave out Ohio State and Louisville because I think. I think they're in the same margin of of success as these top four teams. The only problem is they lost very close games. But this is just my philosophy. All right, it doesn't have to be everyone's. But my philosophy is: if you lose a game, I don't care. I don't care who who you lost to or what margin of whatever the hell it is. If you lost a game, you lost a game, and you should not be in it. Yeah. Uh, that's just my philosophy. Uh, okay, and and it's hard to argue against that. All I'm saying is that Louisville has been so good and they, have. they played a hard they played a hard schedule. They played Florida State, right? They played a tough tough schedule. Washington won and they won out and they look good. I you know, I'm not convinced that if Louisville played Washington it would be a beatdown. Oh, it would no, be a close game. I didn't want to insinuate that whenever I said right. that. Like, oh, no, it would no, be no. such the, a good game. And, and and it's understandable. Either way, uh, we both think Louisville comes out on top in that game. If you think Louisville is the better team, I want the better team in the playoff. I just I just do. Whether they have one loss or two losses or not, I want the better team in. Now, if you have two losses, tough on you. You didn't get there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm way more black and white on that stuff like you are. With two losses, but a one-loss team that lost on the road to the number two ranked team versus a, a Washington team whose schedule—I mean, they just play what's put in front of them. But they—they they can schedule harder teams. You know, they well, could They could have played. Uh, you know, they could have played BYU. They could have played a Big Ten team. They could have played somebody else. Somebody maybe Notre Boise Dame or State. Something. Yeah, uh, somebody that was that was tougher. But the hardest thing put in front of them was Utah. I mean, I think Louisville beats Utah going away, and it's not close, you know. And I like Utah, but well, uh, what what about this? What if uh, Ohio State beats Michigan, but instead of putting Ohio State in, you put Louisville in the top four, and it's Alabama, Clemson, Washington, and then Louisville. Alabama, Clemson, Washington, Louisville. Yeah, but you have to you have to award Ohio State for beating Michigan. You it, think so? Michigan, Ohio State goes right in if they okay. beat Michigan. I me. was thinking that too, but and you know, I, just and I think it'll be the same way for the for the rankers also. I think uh, yeah. a late game, tough. I think that's in the is it in Ohio State or is it in the Big House this year? It is at Ohio State. Oh my gosh! Okay, that's so, gonna be the best game in college football all year. So it's a home game, a little bit easier to win than a road game, especially against a big rival. But that it's still a huge, huge game that you have to show up for. You have to win. So I think Ohio State wins. They have to be rewarded properly. I think they go in. I think Washington would move to three. Louisville would still be on the outside looking in. But then, you know, I mean, Alabama's not losing a game, right? No. Oh, well, they play Auburn. And Auburn always plays them tough, man. Auburn is – look, that's Auburn's championship game, right, is beating Alabama. So I'm not not saying it's going to happen. But I'm saying that is the game. Is that that's this week, isn't it? Auburn. I think that's the last game of the year. No, uh, Alabama plays Mississippi State now. Mississippi State. Okay. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. I think it's (laughs) well. I do. I have to say, if Auburn does beat Alabama, and I think Alabama has one of the best defenses they have ever had, like ever this year, then that's going to shake a lot of things up. Right. Right. Exactly. So. I, I don't know. I mean, we could sit here and talk about this all day. But as oh. it stands right now, it's Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Washington. Which uh, is what it should be. Which, uh, you know, I think I would probably put Louisville for, but I'm not doing the rankings. So that's how it stands right now. That's why college football is great because we can sit here and talk about this all day long in the possible combinations. But let's get to these starts and sits for week number 11. 
right, Blake, who are you starting at quarterback this week? Gerard Evans, Virginia Tech. Brad Kaya just torched Georgia Tech last week. I expect similar results from Gerard Evans. Probably a little bit more rushing than uh, my uh, Brad Kaya did. But definitely start Gerard Evans versus Georgia Tech. I got BYU's Taysom Hill versus Southern Utah. Uh, Jamal Williams hasn't scored a touchdown in three straight games. and. Yeah. You know, he's been kind of struggling, and I think Taysom Hill is going to have to put his team, put the team on his back. If they want to make a good bowl game, they're going to have to beat the living crap out of Southern Utah. And if they're going to do that, it's going to be through Taysom Hill. And I think that's what's going to happen this week. Um, more impressive, Alabama defense or Taysom Hill being around this late in the season? Ah, man, it's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a tie. Who's your third quarterback? I got Alabama's Jalen Hurts versus Mississippi State. Uh, we know Jalen Hurts is going to get it done on the ground. I expect 100 in a score from him, but I think he's going to get it done in the passing game too. Calvin Ridley, Ardarius Stewart, Robert Foster, Garrick Dieter. Jalen Hurts should be throwing the ball a little bit more, and I think he will this week versus a very porous Mississippi State defense. All right, who are you sitting? Man, this is a tough one. This is a tough sit, but Dane <laughs> Evans – Versus Navy. Navy's got a great defense. They've been bottling up those passing games all year long. I think Dade Emmons is going to have like maybe 220 in a score. Now, that doesn't mean you sit Keevan Lucas. You definitely start Keevan Lucas, but maybe sit Dane Evans this week. This is a playoff week. So I'm, you know, I know this is a big sit, but Dane Evans, probably want to put him on the bench for someone else. I have Appalachian State's Taylor Lamb versus Troy. Appalachian State and Troy, this is going to be the Sun Belt Championship game this week. They're two of the best teams in the Sun Belt. The only teams that they lost to are Clemson. Um, who is it? Man, they only lost to three G5 teams, and it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, Appalachian State's only lost to Tennessee and Miami, and then Troy lost to Clemson. Those are the only three teams they've lost to this entire year. Ooh. So. Great, great teams, great defenses. I expect Troy to bottle up Taylor Lamb. I don't think he's going to have more than 200 total yards, maybe a touchdown. And last but not least is Memphis's Riley Ferguson, who's been he's been very good these last few weeks. But going up against South Florida, who has a very good defense, I expect this to be an ugly game, like a 29 to 25 kind of game. Riley Ferguson should be throwing a lot of picks this game. I expect. All right. What were your good calls and bad calls from last week? Hey, Brad Kaya, man, 356 yards, four touchdowns, also had a rushing touchdown. He had a big game versus Pitt. Uh, I think he had I think he had over 40 fantasy points total. Man, that is that's huge. And Davis Webb was your bad your or your uh your bad start. Yeah, um, no, he was my good sit. Davis good Webb sit. was. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, that was that was a rough game. Um, oh yeah. Washington's defense, man, they they're, they got a bunch of playmakers out there in the secondary. He had he had threw three interceptions. I can't believe that they're talking about him being drafted high. Davis uh, Webb. Yeah, I just <laughs> I don't see it after the whole Jared Goff thing, and you know I mean Jared Goff might not play a game this year. It's um, incredible. What about your uh, your bad calls? I only had one. It was a bad start. It was your boy Shane Bouchel. You had said it though, Tyrone Swoop. Probably going to vulture off of Shane Bouchelle. That's exactly what happened. I mean, yeah. besides, you know, Deontay Foreman. Yeah, with the three touchdowns, right. Going bonkers. Uh, but Shane Bouchelle, 244 passing yards and two touchdowns. You know, uh, Foreman should have had a third or a fourth. Did you see him? He fumbled into the end zone. Oh, and my picked gosh. picked it up and ran it all the way back for a touchdown, Texas Tech. <laughs> Their best defensive play in the history of Texas Tech, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the only defensive play in yeah. Texas Tech history. What, uh, what are you keeping an eye on for the quarterbacks here? I am watching probably one of the best matchups as far as fantasy purposes go, Mason Rudolph versus Patrick Mahomes. Me and Scott could probably start on either one of these defenses. So <laughs> that's that's what kind of game we're looking at here. I I don't even want to know what the over-under is for this game. It's probably 200, man. Yeah, so, it's probably, uh, realistically, right around 80. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, both teams putting up 40 points. It doesn't get much higher than that. I think the uh, – I believe that the over-under for Texas and Cal week two was uh, 78. I think that's what it was. So we'll see as far as that game goes. Let's go to running backs. Who are you starting? 
I got Colorado's Philip Lindsay, who's been a consistent force for the Buffaloes. They're playing Arizona, who's just – they really haven't been able to put it together on offense or defense this year, Arizona has. And I think Philip Lindsay's just going to run all over that defense. Uh, I have West Virginia's Justin Crawford. Both Rochelle Shell and Kennedy McCoy, I believe they're banked up. I know Rochelle Shell did not play that much last week. I expect Justin Crawford to be the focal point for West Virginia's running attack versus Texas. And, I mean, we all know Charlie Strong is going to get fired because of that Texas defense. Unfortunately, I, I love Charlie Strong, but he has not gotten it together on the defensive side and of the ball. And they went out. He's not going anywhere. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's a tall order. I mean, because they, they played West Virginia this week. Exactly. Went out, and, and Charlie's not going anywhere. That if they, I, I guess you know what I think. So, unless unless they're already talking to Les Miles or something, and it's already you know. Oh like fine come lives. on with that! That's two <laughs> times you've said that to me. I think it might happen, honestly. Okay, well I'm looking for a new co-host, everybody. Uh, <laughs> application oh. to scottbogman at gmail.com. If you curse me with Les Miles, I'm gonna be very upset. You don't like Les Miles? No, I don't like Les Miles. Oh they, wow! They, okay. they score no points. Like the yes. defense plays well, but they score no points. I'm I'm not, I'm not a Les Miles guy. I, I think he's funny. Okay. I just don't want him <laughs> coaching my team. I'd rather have Chip Kelly when they fire him in San Francisco. So, hey, that's the last time I'll say it then. Uh, but if, I still, if they fire him, yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, I have Penn State Saquon Barkley, who's been definitely been a top ten running back all year. Uh, they're going to play Indiana. I expect Penn State to control the ball all game with Saquon Barkley. He should have two or three touchdowns this week. And then uh, last but not least is Travion Williams versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss, I don't even know what they're going to be now that they lost Chad Kelly. And the defense has already been terrible, terrible, terrible. And I expect Travion Williams to go off. And I don't think Keith Ford's going to really vulture off of him either. So definitely start Travion Williams for Texas A&M. All right. And who are you sitting uh, I, I'm going to go to this game, uh, Appalachian State versus Troy. I don't think you should start Troy's Jordan Chun versus Appalachian State. And in the inverse, I don't think you should start Jalen Moore or Marcus Cox versus Troy. Uh, Troy has not allowed more than 28, yard, uh, 28 points this entire uh, season. Uh, that was against Clemson. I think that they scored 28. So definitely want to sit all Appalachian State players that are worth starting. You want to sit them. Uh, I got my boy Raleigh Williams. I know he went off last week versus Florida, 148 and two scores. But LSU's defense with Ed Orgeron has gotten it together. Um, and I just – I'm really worried about Raleigh Williams this week. And I am sitting him in the death row league, and I am still in the playoffs. So that's a big sit for me. Are you and, telling him that you're that you're sitting him? Oh, God, no, dude. <laughs> no way. Have you seen Raleigh Williams? He's freaking jacked. <laughs> that's funny. Nah, he's a good guy. Uh, anyways, Raleigh Williams actually is a good guy. He does go to class and, you know, does his homework and stuff. <laughs> Unlike other football and basketball players. <clears throat> anyways, I got USC's Ronald Jones who just scored. Man, I don't know if he scored three touchdowns or if he scored four yeah, touchdowns scored, last week. He scored three because I was playing against him. Okay, so he had three touchdowns, 171 yards on the ground last week versus Oregon. Not going to happen versus Washington, though. I would definitely sit Ronald Jones. I think USC is going to have to play catch-up in this game, and so they're going to have to put the ball in Juju Smith's hands to win it. Definitely want to sit Ronald Jones. And I looked up that the the spread on the Oklahoma State-Texas Tech game. Well, you oh, want to take a crack at it? 85. 89.5. Damn, I was close. That's the, wow. highest, that's the highest over-under I've seen in a game. 90 points. Jesus. Yeah. Um, what are we, uh, who are your good calls and bad calls from last week? Yeah. Aaron Jones went off against the FCF school for 228 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know who the FCF school is. I can't remember, but, uh, he went off. That's all that matters. Uh, Dante Strickland was my good sit six carries, only 12 yards. Syracuse definitely struggled against Clemson. I mean, they got their ass kicked. Um, Alvin Kamara was a DNP last week. I don't know what, I don't know if he's hurt. Or uh, if he just if he just doesn't want to play for Tennessee anymore, but <laughs> he did not play. That was my bad start, and then my bad sit. Like I had said before, Raleigh Williams, 148 yards, two touchdowns. He's definitely a top five back in the SEC, maybe a top three back. All right, what are you looking for this week? Well, Sam J P Ryan's back. 
uh, Joe Mixon was in on suspension last week, but he won't be suspended this week. And Abdul Adams, their freshman back, got carries since Sam J.P. Ryan and Joe Mixon were out last week. So we got three running backs for Oklahoma that are ready to go and that can play. So I'm interested to see what the split is for Oklahoma going forward. Uh, I expect start any of them. That, that's the problem. I don't think you can start anyone, and that's the problem because Keith Ford, you know. Whenever Sam J.P. Ryan was was there and he was taking carries, Keith Ford was the receiving option. I think that he's going to be delegated to that role, and Sam J.P. Ryan is going to be taking more carries. Would you rather start Raleigh Williams or Joe Mixon? Uh, I'd rather start Williams because he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably a bad example. Probably. How about Ronald uh, Jones or Joe Mixon? Uh, I think I would rather do Joe Mixon um, phrasing because he's such a good receiving threat. He can take one to the house on a catch, whereas Ronald Jones, he's not going to get it done versus that Washington defense. I just know he's not. All right, let's go on to the wide receivers. Who are we starting? Man, so I picked up this Kansas receiver, Steven Sims Jr. I know he's been pretty big, but he scored me 25 points last week, and he got me closer to winning my – I don't even remember what the prize money is for this Pac-12, Big 12 league, but I'm the number one team in that league, and I picked up <laughs> Steven Sims Jr. He definitely won me because I only won by like 15 points. He put up 24. So you know what? I say you should start him this week. He's playing Iowa State. Uh, you know <laughs> – Dude, I don't know how this game's going to end up. You know, Kansas was playing from behind last week. That's why Steven Sims had such a big game. I, I, this is going to be a show, honestly. <laughs> Kansas versus Iowa State. This, this is going to be worse than the presidential race, and that's the only politics we're going to talk about. But I think you should start Steven Sims because he's probably their best player, honestly. Uh, and he's he's been very consistent. So Steven Sims Jr. This is getting better. I said it. You guys laughed at me. They're, <laughs> they're getting better. I'm not that. <laughs> And far, far away from saying they are a good team. They are not. All I'm saying is that Kansas is getting better. They're moving in the right direction. That's it. All right. <laughs> it's getting no. better. It's baby steps. It's like, what about Bob? Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Maybe if their basketball players start playing football, then I'll start believing in them. Mm. All right, uh, right. keep talking about (laughs) it. Okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, so I think Dante Pettis is going to be a great start versus USC. USC's defense, it's not not been what it has been in years past. It's very bad this year. Uh, They have to rely on their offense. I think Washington and Jake Browning are going to put up a lot of points in the air, especially with Dante Pettis, who is the red zone threat for this team. I would start Dante Pettis this week. I expect, you know, like five or six catches for 100 yards and at least one score. So definitely start Dante Pettis. I got Tavares Martin Jr., Washington's number one. Washington's number two receiver. They're going up against Cal. I am starting uh, Luke Falk over Jake Browning because, uh, yeah, yeah, because Luke Falk is playing Cal. Right. I mean, yeah, I oh. think that's a good call. I mean, yeah. uh, Browning has been amazing. He's definitely probably the number two Heisman guy. But well, Watson's been good too. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter because uh, wasn't Lamar Jackson at, like, 1 to 10 to win? So you lay 10, 10 bucks, you get one back, he's going to win. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I saw that in Vegas somewhere. It was either 1 to 10 or, or 1 to 5. So, um, Well, I think Jake Browning has been very consistent, whereas Luke Falk, he'll put up a game with, like, 60, 70 points, but then he'll go back to and he'll revert back to getting 20 points for you. But going up against Cal – He's, it's a hundred percent sure he's going to have at least, <laughs> like, I promise you that. So, uh, yeah, Tavares Martin Jr. Definitely start him versus Cal. And last but not least is my boy Tanner Gentry from Wyoming. I didn't give him a lot of love in the preseason, but he's been very consistent with Josh Allen. They're going up against UNLV. I expect Tanner Gentry to have a big game this week. And who are you sitting? Well, I'm only sitting one guy, and it's Christian Kirk. I, we all know why I'm sitting Christian Kirk, because Trevor Knight is not going to be there. Uh, I just I don't know how they're going to use Christian Kirk. Yes, he'll take handoffs. Yes, he'll take kick returns and punt returns. But when you don't have a quarterback under center like Trevor Knight, I worry. I, I definitely worry. And I, I do think Texas A&M has a decent backup, and I could be wrong. I've said to sit Christian Kirk before, and he's proved me wrong almost every time. But – it's very risky. It's playoff week, man. I would sit Christian Kirk versus Ole Miss. I expect Texas A&M to run the ball. All right. What were your good and bad calls from last week? So my good start 
was uh, Dante Pettis. He had eight catches, 104 yards, and three touchdowns. Mm. Oh, yeah. he's Him and John Ross have been so consistent for Washington. Uh, John Ross had like four catches for over 200 yards. Yeah, two I saw that. That guy has been <laughs> ridiculous. They're calling him a Deshaun Jackson clone. Man, he's on my, my Pac-12 league. He's definitely my second best player to Christian McCaffrey. Actually, he's probably my best player now. So Christian McCaffrey hasn't really been that consistent. Um, my bad start was Isaiah Ford. Th- those Dukies, man, those Dukie Blue Devils, they have a pretty good defense. They they held they held Virginia Tech to only 24 total points. Isaiah Ford only had four catches for 64 yards. I was definitely surprised about that game. And then my bad sit, and you know, I'm just, I'm just not gonna sit Austin Carr <laughs> ever again. This is versus Wisconsin, who has a top five defense in college football. He had 12 catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown. And if it doesn't impress you that he did it against Wisconsin, then it should impress you that his quarterback, who's Clay Thorson, has been, he's been so bad in in years past. I, you know, he's actually been a little bit better this year. But, like, last year he had seven touchdowns and nine interceptions, and he only completed 50% of his passes. He was a freshman. I'll give him that. But, man, Austin Carr has been legit this year. Yeah, he really has. It's uh, It's been fun to watch, especially, you know, it's um – you know, when you watch these guys, because you see Philip Nelson at, at ECU, he's been good. And Zay Jones has been good, and Summers has been good, and Williams has been good. It's It's been an overall good offense. But Justin Jackson has been just okay mm-hmm. at, at Northwestern. I mean, he's above average running back and probably find success in the NFL. But, uh, I mean, Austin Carr has just been doing this with nothing. Absolutely nothing, and against really good defenses too. Every single week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they play a tough Big Ten schedule. He has seventy catches, a thousand yards, ten touchdowns. He's averaging fifteen yards a catch. The next person down has twenty six catches, two hundred and eighty nine yards, and one touchdown. (laughs) I mean, God, he's. I I think he's a little bit better than Justin Jackson as far as being important for the team. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it in my mind anymore. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how his draft status uh, rolls along. A lot of good offensive players this year. Uh, what, are you, what are you keeping an eye on for Week 11? So Louisiana Tech has two of the top five best receivers in college football. And Carlos Henderson, who has, man, what does he have? He has like 15 uh, touchdowns. Yeah, he has 15 touchdowns, whereas Trent Taylor has got 100 catches. Uh, I am going to watch them versus this UTSA defense who's been so consistent all year. They're they're like at the SEC of the G5 teams, you know. They know how to st- and then they know how to slow down those high-powered offenses. I mean, I don't think you should sit them. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just interested to see how Louisiana Tech does versus a good defense and then vice versa how UTSA can do against a good offense. All righty, ready to look at these spreads and maybe uh, make a better two here. We had, we didn't bet last week. You bet Blaze in two of them. And I beat him in both. Actually, man, we kind of tied with the Stacey Coley, Amon Richards. See, Stacey, uh, Amon Richards had nine catches, 140 yards, but Stacey Coley caught two touchdowns. I was so pissed off when I saw that. So we'll call that a tie. Now, who had more points? Uh, I, I think Coley had like four more points than Richards did. Well, wasn't that the bet? Uh yeah, I guess. So I guess it wasn't a tie. So Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not trying <laughs> I'm not trying to take money out of your pocket or anything. No, I know. I, I was bitter just because Richards was <laughs> bigger playmaker, but Coley caught the two touchdowns. So Blake has had a long week, folks. I uh, digress. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's uh talk about these games. Oklahoma by 16 over Baylor. That is in Norman. All right. Let, let me check one thing first cuz I think Baylor so the last two weeks, Baylor okay, Baylor lost to Texas only by one point. Mm-hmm. So I thought they lost by more than that. But they lost. Yeah, they lost. And then they lost to TCU by forty points. Mm. So I think I'm gonna take Oklahoma in this one. Same. Can't can't yeah. do it. Can't oh, my mess am. with it. Uh I mean I've you know, I don't want to take Oklahoma ever, but uh, I'm not going to give you the the 16th. They're going to beat them by 50. It's not going to be close. Uh, Penn (laughs) State by six and a half over Indiana. That's in Indiana. Definitely Penn State. Yep, yep. 
Easy. Uh, Florida by 11.5 over South Carolina. That's in the swamp. I want to take South Carolina, but Florida should get back on track this week. Colt, you should win this week, but don't come into hog country thinking you're going to win a game. Uh, that's great. How about Tennessee against Kentucky in Tennessee? Tennessee is favored by 13. Nope. Kentucky is the best team in the SEC East. Can you believe that? Damn, Can dude. I was going to I was going to try to get you on that one. But No uh, way. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. How can you bet on Tennessee right now with what's happening there? You just oh can't, God. right? Oh, no, I definitely I wouldn't Especially bet on Tennessee. Especially when they're Tennessee. giving points. I mean, I think they'll beat Kentucky, but come on, man. Like, There's a lot of upheaval. How about this spread? Alabama by 29 over Mississippi State. And I think I'm going to take that 29, too. You're going to take the 29? I am, just because, well, I mean, what does Mississippi State have on offense besides Nick Fitzgerald? Well, you, know? you, well, you need to say that right then. If you're going to give the 29, you give it to Mississippi oh, State. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. I meant. Okay, okay. I was, I was like, five bucks, five bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to give the number two. I mean, that's Mississippi State is going to have a lot of problems against Alabama this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's – I, I understand the line because I think that, you know, it's not like Alabama has a great offense or anything, but uh, I think it's going to be really tough. What about Texas by two over West Virginia, and that's in Austin? See, that's – I like that line. I really do. <laughs> and I'm going to take West Virginia. I'm sorry, Scott, but i got to take West Virginia. Yeah, I'm going to take Texas, but I don't bet on the Longhorns. It's bad luck. <laughs> So, I don't bet uh, on the Hawks either, man. <laughs> right, right. It, it's bad, bad luck, so I'm not going to mess with it. But I'm definitely – I think Texas is on a roll. Uh, West Virginia is going to be tough, though. It's it's a true test. I think this is a big game for Charlie Strong. Definitely. Uh, let's see. We don't need that one. It's a little obvious. Miami, Florida. At Virginia, Miami by 10. Yeah, I think Brad Kaya has gotten back on track. Virginia is 2-7. I mean, Brock Hall is going to get – he's going to have to get that team together. Not this year, probably next year. So uh, definitely Miami. I think they're better. I think Virginia's better. They are better. But, but are. I, I like I like Florida by in the 10 points. I mean, Virginia's not that good yet. Right. Clemson by 21 over Pittsburgh, and that is in Clemson. Hey, what can Pittsburgh not do? They cannot stop the pass. What does yep. Clemson do? They pass the freaking ball. It's going to be Clemson all day. Yeah. God, I'm going to find a disagreement here. Ohio State by 28.5 over Maryland in Maryland on the road for Ohio State. I remember a long time ago when Maryland was 5-0 and and they were projected <laughs> to beat Penn State. And now they're 28-point underdogs to Ohio State. <laughs> it's at Maryland, and I'm definitely still taking Ohio State. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Virginia Tech by 14 over Georgia Tech. you got to be taking Va Tech. You picked uh, Jared Evans uh, and everything, and i got to go with you on that one. Yeah, I think that they're going to slow down Justin Thomas a lot, too, with that defense. God, okay. Oklahoma State by 12.5 over Texas Tech. No way I'm taking Texas Tech all the way, man. That's it. Give me Oklahoma State. Sweet. I'll put it in. All right, good, good. Five bucks. Wisconsin by 26.5 over Illinois. Oh, man. You know, Illinois' quarterback was um, he was ranked like in the top 20 for uh, being drafted. Really? And, uh, yeah, I think Wisconsin's going to prove he should not be in the top 20. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wisconsin all the way. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Auburn by 10 over Georgia in Georgia. Man, I think it should be 20 or 30. Georgia's, Damn. Georgia's bad. Yeah, I was going to take Auburn in that one. You're not doing it. Uh, Stanford by three over Oregon in Oregon. Jesus, only three points? I know. Man, it kind of makes one. Uh, I got to take Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. God, God can't get you on anything else. Uh, <laughs> LSU by seven over Arkansas in Arkansas. I'm taking the Tigers. Yeah, I, I'll bet on this one. I got Arkansas. You just said you won't bet on Arkansas. I, but, I, I, but I have. I will bet against LSU. That is Done. the only team I'd bet against. Done. Put Arkansas. it up there. Put it up there. Sweet. You got two. I know. I just going. said that. <laughs> Two games going. Yeah, you just said you weren't going to do it. Uh, Nebraska by 7.5 over Minnesota. It's in Nebraska. 
Um, I, Tommy Armstrong is uh, he's a game time decision, so that's a big factor in that. Because I mean, Minnesota, they're they'll upset you when you don't expect it. That's tough because I don't know if Tommy Armstrong is going to play. Right. So. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I I, I I'm going to pick Minnesota, assuming Tommy yep. Armstrong's not going to play. Golden Gophers all the way, man. All right, Washington by nine over USC in Washington. Definitely Washington. God, I want to take USC so bad, but I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. I, I do. I, I like the Trojans in a possible upset, but I can't bet against Washington the way they're playing. It's just one of those things. Washington now that they're in has all this pressure on them, right? So yeah, I, that's that's a good point. It could be an upset, but I don't think so. The busted quarterback battle: Texas A and M versus Mississippi, and A and M is favored by eleven. Uh, I would take the Aggies, unfortunately. Yeah, A and M is going to run all over Ole Miss. That's just how they're going to win that game. Uh, Michigan by twenty-one over Iowa. Michigan's had the craziest lines all year, and they've you know they've been right literally every time. So definitely Michigan. I'll give you 25. 25? I'll give you 25. So you take Iowa, but I uh, and I give you 25 points. Oh man. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know about that one. I don't nah. think I can do that. No, nah, okay. I don't think I can do it. All right, all right. Just 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 two of them. Just two of yeah, them. Yeah, just two. All right, all right. Well, that is the show for this week. Uh we will be back next week again with Blaze. Blaze should be back. Uh, the uh, we have a different recording time now because the uh, daylight savings has thrown us off because I don't do it. Arizona doesn't do daylight savings at all. They, uh, and with good purpose, we do not need to save any daylight here. Uh, it is hot enough as it is. So um, I switched to Mountain Time, which messed up our schedule. So we're going to be recording Wednesday nights, but it's still the show should still go up at the same time uh, most most every week. So I mean, we only have what. Three shows left and then a bowl show anyway. So I was about to say it's it's coming up. Too bad we don't have DFS for the bowl season. I'm I'm dreading that, man. Well, we can do uh, our own. Maybe we do our own draft. Yeah, that's a that. good idea. You yeah. and Blaze do a three person draft for the uh, bowl season. I made like two hundred dollars off the bowl season last year. So there you go. I, I like the it. bowl season. Oh, it's <laughs> the best. God, football every day is great. Yeah. That is a show. You know, you can find us on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports. At Mr. CFF and for the absentee uh, Lord underscore Blazer for Blaze Sinopoli. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Hook them. Woo pig. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.